Welcome back. Episode 14 of the Split the Scene podcast. Getting closer and closer to Christmas time, which also means we are running out of football, but we still got some going. We had a full slate last week, week 13. There were a bunch of interesting games, as there always are a bunch of interesting games. And we're going to jump right into those games. Dom, I'm going to go to you first here. What was your game of the week this week that you had an eye on? Well, I'm going to talk about Josh's game, Monday Night Football, because I was so impressed with the Bills' performance in prime time against a team that a lot of us thought, you know, maybe could be heating up at the right time coming off their bye. They got Ayuk back. They got Debo Samuel back. Kittle could be coming back soon. Garoppolo could be coming back soon. It seemed like they were getting healthy. Sherman came back as well. And the Bills just floored them. They floored them. The final score being a 10-point game was not indicative of their performance. Uh, you know, seemed early on the Bills got stopped at the one-yard line, and then they stopped the, the Niners, and then they fumbled. It seemed like things could spiral out of control real quickly. But then the Bills came back and scored 17 points in the second quarter. Josh Allen had the game of his career, 32 of 40 for 375 and four touchdowns. Josh here has got his Air Allen hoodie on. He was amazing. But the one thing that stood out to me in this game was the Bills' performance in the third quarter. They had, I believe, the worst third-quarter point differential in the NFL coming into the game. And the 49ers, they didn't have a great third-quarter point differential. But the Bills, they held their ground in the in the third quarter. You know, each team scored a touchdown. Each team scored a field goal. And the defense, it showed up what it needed to. And one thing I liked about the Bills' team was I already mentioned the red zone stops. I believe they had two of them, the pick at the end, and then that stop on the one yard early on. And we're, I'm not going to talk about the Chiefs game, but we kind of saw a recipe for beating the Chiefs. It's a bend-don't-break defense. And if the Bills can do that against the Chiefs, because we saw the Broncos, they would let them get downfield, wouldn't let anyone go over top, except for maybe that Tyreek Hill catch that uh, ended up not being a catch. That was pretty awesome. It, it kept the Broncos in the game because they were just limiting the Chiefs to three points. If the Bills are able to do that and their offense performs like how they did against the 49ers, who I think is a better defense than the Kansas City Chiefs, I think the Bills pose the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC. So shout out the Bills. 9-3 would be 10-2 if Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins were beasts. They deserve a lot more respect than they're getting. Absolutely. I'm going to jump in here and say a couple things that I feel like I need to put out there. First of all, I loved your point about talking about the Kansas City Chiefs there because that's obviously the team the Bills have to take down if they want to make the Super Bowl. And I think if the Bills play the way that they did on Monday night, there's no team in the league they can't beat when they're playing like that. Just that simple. They looked fantastic. No one's stopping the Bills when they're playing that well. My player of the week this week was Josh Allen. We'll get to my game of the week later, but my player of the week was Josh Allen. Pretty obvious he had been fantastic game 32 of 40 for 375 and four touchdowns just a couple of stats I want to give out Josh Allen now has three games this season with 375 plus passing yards three plus passing TDs and a 130 plus passer rating he joins Drew Brees in 2013 as the only players since 1950 with three such games in a season pretty good stat if you're asking me that's a fantastic performance from Josh Allen so far this season another one Although most of Josh's success this season has come against man coverage, he set a career high against the Niners with 284 passing yards against zone coverage on Monday, completing 92% of his passes against the zone, 
with two touchdowns, just a great game from Josh Allen. But the thing that I think a lot of people are overlooking about this game, obviously Josh had a great game, but the defense was phenomenal. Obviously they gave up two touchdowns late to Nick Mullins, but we were up 17 for both of those touchdowns. Doesn't really matter as much late in the game. You're up 17. If you give up the touchdown, you can give up the touchdown. Not as important. The only touchdown they scored in the first half was when Zach Moss fumbled inside the five-yard line right after the Bills got their goal line stop and they were able to function in from inside the five on their second chance. Sure, I mean, you can't get too upset about that one. Bills defense made some phenomenal plays. Of course, the fourth down stopper early in the game that shouldn't have even gotten there if not for that terrible P.I. call on Levi Wallace. The great stop on second and goal. I don't remember who made that tackle, but it led to the third and goal interception by Tredavious White. Great play. He is heating up, by the way. And this defense is really heating up as well. I think they're finally a force to be reckoned with again. And this Bills team could really go on a run. Buffalo Bills first Monday night football win of the 21st century. Also another fun fact uh, on Monday night. Definitely one of the most convincing Bills games. I think we will debate a bit on who uh, could be in the way of them. Um, the, the team that I still think is going to be in the way of them, and I might get a little flack for it, lost uh, this coming week for the first time. I'm going to highlight the Steelers' first loss of the season. It came to the name-redacted team uh, at home on Monday night or Monday afternoon for us, Monday night for most. But this game, look, this game was the definition of a trap game to me, and it exactly went down how I thought it would. The Steelers have been getting screwed over by the NFL, having to play these weird Wednesday night games to play to adhere to the Ravens. James Connor's been out with COVID. They've barely been getting into practice, and you get a hungry team like the Washington football team coming in, and it was just too many errors uh, too many, too much reliance on the pass when you're up 14 nothing, and it was a really sloppy game from the Steelers that they honestly deserve to lose. Um, and you know, obviously, the Steelers they also get a lot of talk. You know, they haven't really beaten anyone. I think that's not a fair argument. I think they've beaten a couple of good opponents, but they certainly have had a good, uh, a, a favorable season uh, schedule on their season. But I still think they've beaten a couple of opponents. But this is this is the this is the flute game that we see how the Steelers they played down in their competition a couple of times this year, and this is the time it comes to bite them in the back. But I did want to just highlight the game because you know the '72 Dolphins, you guys are still uh, you guys are still untouchable this so far this year, and I felt like it needed to be highlighted. So that is my game of the week. Uh, I'm gonna quickly shout out my player of the week. Uh, it's actually a different game. I had to shout out. Uh, I know this is crazy, but I'm going to shout out a player from a, a Jets game. Darren Waller had an absolutely monstrous game, and it torched me in fantasy, and I had to highlight it watching it happen in front of me. I I quickly got to pull up the stats here. It was something nuts. The guy – okay, here we go. He had 13 receptions, 200 yards, and two total touchdowns, and he was targeted 17 times by Derek Carr. That is just a nuts stat line. Darren Waller is without a doubt that number – that solidified – third best tight end in the NFL. It's it's Kelsey and Kittle. You can argue them one and two all you want, but you, you, Darren Waller's three, and I, I don't want to hear anything else uh, for, a very, for a very long time at least. So that's my Game of the Week, Player of the Week. Josh, you want to hit your Game of the Week since you got your Player of the Week out already? Or you Dom with Dom, I think you're mic. muted. That's clutch, Dom. Love to see it. <laughs> ah, you know, I, you know. It, it happens. It's, been, it's been a while. Yep. I was going to highlight my player of the week, who is also a tight end, and from your game of the week, it was going to be Logan Thomas, the pride and joy of Virginia Tech. This man clutched up for my fantasy team Atta as well. Boy. 
nine receptions for 98 yards and a touchdown against the best defense in the NFL. He was Alex Smith's guy. He's going to be my guy that's going to lead my fantasy team to the promised land. And just want to give another shout out to Darren Waller. He would have had 14 receptions for about 220 and three touchdowns if there wasn't a drag down pass interference on the second to last drive from the Raiders. Uh, I forget who it was, but he got beat. Just dragged Waller down. Great play. Saved a touchdown. Should have saved the game because then, of course, the Raiders didn't capitalize with the touchdown. But unfortunately, the Jets, uh, too much time is left on the clock. Uh, Raiders got the ball back and Carr hit rugs oh, down the sidelines. I had I had Carr, my fantasy team, started him over Kyler Murray, the number one leading scorer in fantasy. Started Carr over him. He went off. My dad started Henry Ruggs in his fantasy league. So we were both like, yeah. And, you know, at that point, we were both like, all right, we're going to win this game. Let's uh, just but, talk. Can we just talk about that for a quick second that uh, Greg Williams uh, is, is the Jets' savior? Can we talk about it? He called, he called, a, he called a cover zero all-out blitz with 15 seconds left, up four, no timeouts from the Raiders, and you call a, a, a no a zero cover blitz, and you leave a rookie corner on Henry Ruggs. Then that corner also bit on an in route. That was, was that was that was that was the worst part of my opinion. Because listen, cover Absolutely. zero, cover zero, putting pressure on Carr, making him get the ball out of his hands, isn't a bad idea. Now the Raiders' offensive line, in my opinion, is the best in the league, and they did a good job protecting him, and they gave him enough time to step up in the pocket and throw the ball downfield. They actually didn't do a very good job all game, but on that play, they did a good job. The The corner biting on the in route is the worst part. Because I, if they throw it to him, if they throw it to him and he catches it, you have plenty of room to tackle him, and the clock's going to run out. You, I, you want him to catch the ball at the 20-yard line. Like, I know. That's a good play for the Jets defense. I don't yeah. understand what that corner was doing. That was the worst part of the play, no question. And now cover zero – it wasn't a great play call. Absolutely not. And then Adam Gase, of course, fires Greg Williams, despite the fact that they had a really good defense last year. He's a really, really good defensive coordinator. And now someone else is going to pick him up for next season, and the Jets are going to jet again. That's uh, the, it's the price it's the they're Niners paying. Pick him up. I'm just going to say that now. I hope it's the Niners who pick him up to replace Robert Sala when he gets hired if, as the head coach. If Sala gets hired as the head coach. He will. I think he will, but you never know. Uh, and it's the price that the Jets are paying for trying to keep Adam Gase as their head coach to try and lose. Adam Gase makes a dumb decision that's going to hurt their future. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's making a ton of really bad decisions that are helping their future. So, yeah, uh, yeah it was just interesting that the end of that game was crazy. Uh, I, I saw this coming and, you know, like, remember we talked about the Raiders Jets last year, Raiders Jets was a game and the Raiders week 13 lost to the Jets in, in New Jersey like last year. So this is crazy that this happened again. I guess it's just a kind of cursed land kind of situation for the Raiders to go out to New Jersey, I guess. That's all I can and say. The Raiders have struggled on the East Coast all year. They've played four games out there with their NFC division being the NFC South and their AFC division being the AFC East. They got killed by the Patriots. They got killed by the Falcons. Uh, they kind of struggled against the Panthers, ended up winning that game. And then, of course, it's Jets game. So, as a West Coast team going across country to the East Coast for that early morning game, it, it, it's a real thing. They struggled. Uh, they're fortunate enough to go 2-2 two and two on those East Coast games. That could be the difference between them being a playoff team and them not being one. Yep, that's definitely a good take. All right, so, Josh, you have your game of the week you want to highlight since we've gone through everything else? 
Absolutely. And this is a game that really needs to be highlighted. I know we're a football podcast. I'm going to take a little basketball quote from the one and only LeBron James, arguably the best athlete of this generation. Cleveland, this is for you. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield by far had the best game of his career. He was absolutely fantastic. The score does not show how well the Browns played in this game. They dominated the Titans. That's a good Titans team. You go on the road, and they didn't just win that game. They destroyed them. Baker Mayfield was phenomenal. The run game was still pretty strong. It wasn't great. They were able to run the ball fairly effectively, but only 3.3 yards per carry. They still got 118 yards. That's enough. You're still managing the clock well. But Baker Mayfield, 25 of 33, 334, and four touchdowns all in the first half. He was really spreading the ball around, too. Jarvis Landry wasn't the big guy. Donovan Peoples-Jones and Richard Higgins both had 90-plus yards. They were both fantastic. Baker Mayfield, phenomenal. This team is 9-3 and three going into a Monday nighter against the Ravens at home. That is the biggest game in the history of the new Cleveland Browns, and it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, I, I'll take the moment to, as the resident Baker hater, the, the first half of Baker Mayfield, this was the best game of Baker Mayfield. This is the game that would shut up people like me. Uh, obviously, you got to be careful. It is one game. He looked brilliant, uh, and he looked brilliant in the first half. I am scared of the Browns because the Brown, uh, of how that game ended, though, okay? They're up They're up 38 to what, 7? 38 to 3? No, 38 to 7. 38 to 7, yeah. 38-7, okay, and this game ends, what, 41-28, 41, no. 41-35, actually, 41, because 35. of the Baker Mayfield fumble on the fourth and one sneak. Yeah, I, it was he still a close game. He had the first game. down, was on top of the pile, still hadn't gone down because he was lying on top of the pile, kind of hard to get around to put your knee down. Someone punched the ball out while he was in there. They probably should have blown the whistle at that point. I'm still not sure why they didn't. Someone punched the ball out. They pick up the ball and run it out to the end zone, make a 41-35. There was 40 seconds left at that point. All they needed to do was recover the onside kick and the game was over, but still not ideal. Good enough win what, for the Browns. What I want to highlight is that this wasn't on the Browns offense because the Browns offense just turned, they just turned, they did the right thing. They turned into a running machine in the second half. Like Baker didn't do anything else because he didn't need to do anything else. He did everything in the first half. So this is not Baker. Uh, this is more on the defense. Their, their secondary is very suspect. Uh, and it will get picked apart by good passing offenses. So that's something uh, I, I'm going to keep my eye on. But, man, the Browns' Browns' first winning season since 2007 is confirmed now. They can't, they can't go 500 or lower, and they're, they're on the road to a playoff spot too. So it'll definitely be interesting. That Monday night game is going to be crucial. Uh, I, I think well, – we'll get into it, though. We'll get into that later. I have, you know, we'll talk about that a lot. But uh, that, that does week 13. Exciting week once again. They're, they're all exciting. Let's be honest. Probably the best week we've had this year, in my opinion. There were some fantastic games. Uh, I, I, I can't say off the top of my head it wasn't. I also can't say it was, in my opinion. But it uh, definitely wasn't fun week for me as an Eagles fan, so I don't really care. Uh, they all blur together. Um, but anyways, we'll jump in to our list. Uh, as you guys know, back in week – I think it was week 9, week 8. It was week 10. Week 10, week 10, we did a power rankings list. Uh, and we, it was very fun. We spent a lot of time on it. There were a lot of interesting takes, some takes that were became bad now, some takes that look pretty good now. We're going to get into a lot of that because we have another top 10 power rankings list for you, and uh, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, and just start it off, the top doesn't look any different, guys. We're not crazy here. We all we have the Kansas off City easy. Chiefs. This is, a, this is a softball here. Every time we've done a power rankings list or a quarterbacks list, 
to softball, everyone's going to have the Chiefs at number one. Yep. So we have the Chiefs at number one. There's nothing much to say. Uh, they did look. They did look. Uh, Dom did mention the Broncos have been showing us what the way to beat them is. Is what I like to think they they showed a half of what is to beat them. It's the bend don't break at the goal line, and the other half is usually keeping the ball a lot of time. But the Broncos' offense is the Broncos' offense, so they couldn't keep the ball long enough to keep the Chiefs down. That's why they ended up winning that game. But you know, the Chiefs, eleven and one, confirmed playoff spot. They're in the playoffs, and uh, there's. I, what else is there more to say? That there's not. There's nothing really that looks like it can stop them for now, except maybe you know the Bills or. But it's 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 the playoffs at this point. Like you know, like there's no one in the regular season in their way. Is what I'm trying to say. So they're our number one. Um, I'm I am going to go last for our number two because I hope we all have the same number two, and uh, I'm going to bask in the glory of this number two. But Josh, who do you have at number two on your list? Um. I think we should all have the New Orleans Saints. I mean, they're the hottest team in football right now. They're certainly not the best team, but they're the hottest team in football. What, nine straight, ten straight now? I don't even know what it is. They've been phenomenal after starting the year one and two. I was very, very critical of that defense early on. Leo's going to talk about how he put the Saints on his list a few weeks back, and I called him crazy for it. That was when the defense was still a little suspect. Now they've picked it up, and they look a lot better. It really started with that Tampa Bay Bucks game, which was the week we did the power rankings. I'm not sure what week that was, but it was the week we did the power rankings. I'm blanking on the number, but that was when their defense really did turn a corner, and now their defense is one of the best units in the National Football League. Actually, Dom, I do remember exactly what week we did it because I said on that episode that they'd rattled four straight wins off, and so that would make it if they were one and two – that would make it five and two. Maybe it, week eight. It was week nine. It was week nine. I, I just checked because oh, okay. New Orleans and Tampa Bay played each other in week nine. Okay, yeah. Okay, so yeah. So I was wrong. Yeah, this is my moment to bask in the glory uh, of the best take on the Split the Scene podcast so far, which was that the Saints are dangerous and look out for them. I told you that in week nine. They'd rattled four wins off in a row. Look out for them to climb their power rankings. They are now, oh, what is it? They've won nine, like to, like Josh said, nine in a row, 10 and two, confirmed playoff spot with the Chiefs and uh, the sky's honestly living for this team. Drew Brees is coming back. Uh, they have they have survived with Taysom Hill. But that's because they played a quarterbackless Broncos team and the Atlanta Falcons uh, with him. I, I don't think he's good, and I think this stretch proved it. But luckily, they're getting Drew Brees back for their Super Bowl push. But I'm I'm here to bask in the glory that we all have the Saints at two, and I had them on a power lane rankings list early. So that's what I, I'm here for. Good job, credit to you, Leo. Just getting a little off topic here. I want to point this out field yates tweet former university of buffalo quarterback tyree jackson who is embracing trying out at tight end will be working out for the eagles he recently worked out for the seahawks tyree jackson's a very athletic guy hope the eagles sign him i think you'd love him leo okay well that was oh yeah that was pretty off the beaten path could I, be I, a logan thomas potentially could be a logan thomas type Guys, absolutely don't, i don't need a logan thomas i have a dallas goddard okay it's fine we don't this is dallas goddard is is, is already good to great uh, he'll well, be great. he'll be great when St- Zach Ertz is out of the picture next year. The Redskins had Jordan Reed. They were the Redskins when Jordan Reed was on the team. So don't 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 get me started. And now they have Logan Thomas. So maybe he could just fill in behind Goddard. Because I mean, what this is Goddard's second or third year in the league? Third? Yeah, third. Yeah. So I mean, next year is his contract year. So who knows? Yeah, I never mean, have too true. much talent. That's true. That's true. Anyways, yeah, we all have the Saints at two. Uh, 
we I'm glad to see that both we our lists are perfect so far because we both have one and two are the two confirmed playoff teams after week 13. Threes where I think it might actually differ this time around. I know I said that last time, but we'll see. Dom, I'm going to go to you you first for this one. Who who do you have at number three in the NFL right now? I have Bills at number three. I'm going to put them in front of the Steelers. You know, like I mentioned, the they're a Hail Mary away from being 10-2. and two. And their, their losses are to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans, who are good teams. I have them in front of the Steelers. And, you know, spoiler alert, I think they're going to beat the Steelers this week. Uh, so I, I put them in front of them because I think that they're going to win. And I also have the Steelers at four last time, so I'm going to stick by that. I have Steelers number four. Uh, I don't want to say I was right about the Steelers. I they're they're a good team, but I I certainly think that they weren't that that top top team. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender like people put them out to be. They've also suffered some injuries on defense over the past couple of weeks, and the receivers all of a sudden have brick hands. Eric Ebron and Deontay Johnson could not catch COVID nineteen uh, if they tried to. Jokes, nice. but nice they their their receivers are having problems catching the balls, and if they can fix that, they could they could turn this around though. But they're, they're a good team. But I have the Bills in front of the Steelers, three and four. I certainly have Buffalo higher than I did on my last ranking list. Uh, I that's too high for me, and I also don't know where you have my three because my three is the Packers. Uh, and I don't know where you're put. Are you putting them five? I have them at five. Yes, I their their run defense is problematic. Like it's really bad. And when they face a good team, because I mean, like you look at some of these teams that I have in front of them, the Chiefs. You know they can run the ball. The Saints can run the ball. The Bills can run the ball. Steelers, probably not. I could have put the Packers in front of the Steelers if I really wanted to. Uh, I had a hard time justifying a three loss team that doesn't really have that like heartbreaking loss like the Bills did uh, in front of them. Rams can run the ball. Colts can run the ball. Browns can run the ball. Buccaneers can run the ball. Seahawks can run the ball. No, they can't. Titans can run the ball. Uh, they're, they're, there's my top 11 in no particular order. Uh, but the teams can run the ball, and the Packers suck at, at rush defense. Now, fortunately for them, they haven't played any good rush teams in the past couple of weeks. They've been able to get away with it. But their rush defense is awful, and they need to fix it if they want to make a Super Bowl run because everything else outside of that is really good. That's what, yeah. I mean, like you have Aaron Rodgers as the the second best player in the NFL this year. You have Jerry Alexander and Darnell Savage looking savage on the outside for them, and then you have Aaron Jones, who's a top five running back. Look, I I I am not gonna look. I'm just gonna. This is simple. Stephen A. Smith. Aaron Rodgers is a bad, bad man this year, and I am going to put him at number three, and he deserves it. So I have the Packers at three. I saw Josh nod his head, so I think Josh is with me on this one. Do you have Packers well, three? Well, Dom, I really do respect the respect you're giving to the Bills. I love to see it. I thought Josh looked great on Monday night, and I think this is the best the Bills have looked in 20 years. And I think that what I really saw from Josh Allen on Monday night when he was that hot, it was shades of almost Aaron Rodgers. But you got to put Aaron Rodgers above him. You got to put that Packers team above the Bills. They just have more talent. They're a better team. They're a winning team. They have that winning culture. They know how to win in the postseason. And I would put the Packers at three. Hell yeah. Let's go, Josh. I love it. Okay. And I, I do have Steelers at four, by the way, uh, just to put that out there. I, I have the Steelers at four. Josh is going to throw them low. Um, but 
I have the Steelers at no, four I, there. I, I'm going to jump in right here. If we're going to get into my four, I have the Buffalo Bills at number four because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, and they are going to win on Sunday night against my number five team, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, so I have the flip-flop of Josh. I have Steelers four, Buffalo Bills five, uh, which will, you know, obviously this will be very, very interesting Monday night football or Sunday night football game. Sunday night football game. Um, I've obviously – I've been the resident highest on the Steelers uh, – uh, podcast member, I don't know, the guy on this podcast that's the highest on the Steelers all year. Uh, so I had, I'm going to keep them for everyone's allowed a fluke game. They've had a very weird last two weeks. I think they put stuff together, and I guess I'll just spoil it now. I think the Steelers win this Sunday night football game as a bounce back win. Their team's just too complete for me to, to lose this game. Uh, and yeah, so. uh, I will say this I was more confident in the Bills winning on, I would. That's not true. I would be more confident in the Bills winning on Sunday had the Steelers beaten the football team. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's. I feel like that's obvious, right? Like, if they didn't fluke that game out, you know? Like, just not the necessarily, problem but... is I don't think the Steelers game was a fluke game. I think this is I who agree. the Steelers are. They can't run the football. They have an old offensive line. They have to throw the ball with their 40-year-old quarterback who only played two games last year. And some, he can't really throw the ball downfield. They have to check down. And when you face a really good defense, like the football team, they're going to hold you down. And I think the Bills' defense is peaking at the right time. I think this is just a bad matchup for the Steelers. They're going to win the division. I, I'm fairly confident in that. I, I think they'll hold off the Browns. I think they'll hold off the Browns. Uh, but the Steelers are banged up. I don't know if I on, agree with you. The Steelers are banged up on defense right now. And they let Alex Smith walk in and – in my opinion, steal a comeback player of the year award from Big Ben in this game, which is unfortunate because Big Ben's been playing well this year. Okay, first of all, we need to get rid of this notion that they can't run the ball because it's just wrong. I, I'm looking I, – James Conner has had three weeks this NFL season, over 100 yards, over five yards per carry this year. He's had three seasons. He's been hurt and he's been out. His last game before he went out, he had 89 yards on 6.8 yards per carry – against decent rush defenses. Denver's a good rush defense. Cleveland's a good I agree. Rush. I don't think saying that they can't run the ball is a bit – I think that's a bit of an well, over-exaggeration. He's not, but he's not because, playing right now. Exactly, I, and they're going to get James Conner back on Sunday, and that needs to make a difference for the Steelers. If it doesn't, they have a big problem. Also, also the reason that – you're right. They, they didn't run the ball. The difference with them on that Washington football team game isn't that they couldn't run the ball. Is it Mike Tomlin made the mistake of just not running the ball. If you watch that game, they didn't even try to run the ball on 14 nothing. They just tried to chuck passes downfield, mainly because, you know, they didn't trust Benny Snell to, you know, run the ball, which is and fair. Benny Snell's the all-time SEC rushing yards leader, and Anthony McFarlane ran for like 1,500 yards at Maryland in the Big Ten. So Yeah, there was a coach. I, I, think, I think it was a mistake. And Benny Snell is no bum. Let's put that out there. He's a yeah. very good running Like guy. I said, he's the SEC all-time leader in rush yards. Yeah, it, uh, no, it's, it, it's not they didn't fail. It's the coaching staff made a mistake not running the ball up 14 nothing. So that's that's what I think. Uh, and I, I think they, that's why I think they get healthy and they win uh, this Bills game. So look, look obviously, we, either of us, you know, we can we both can see both sides, right? Like I obviously see a world where Josh Allen just torches on the defense. That's exactly what you guys are talking about. But there's also a world where you guys see the Steelers defense shutting Josh Allen down and them getting a competent running game again and then winning this game, right? Like it can go either way, hand in hand. One of the two is going to happen. Yeah, Sunday. I mean, and we, we all have them as a top five team. It's going to be an incredible game. I don't think anyone's going to deny that. They're, they're both top five teams in all three of our eyes. 
this is no knock on the Steelers. I think they're probably the third best team in the AFC right now. So I just think that they're, they're playing the bills at the wrong time. It's two teams. I don't want to use the X, uh, but that they're kind of two teams going in the wrong direction right now. Uh, Cause the Steelers do did not look out. convincing against the COVID riddled Ravens. I do feel like we need to point out because it is important. Sunday we're expecting to get 46 degrees and some rain in Buffalo. So you could see some tough weather out there that could impact the passing game for both Allen and Roethlisberger. You might need to run the ball on Sunday. We will have to see. We'll definitely uh, – let's keep this list going, though, because we can definitely talk about that game a little bit more later. Uh, Dom, I don't think I caught your – so your three was Bills, your four is Steelers. Who's your five? Packers? It's the Packers, yeah. Okay. Everything outside of this team besides rush defense is really good. Maybe wide receiver depth is a little bit shaky. Uh, Allen Sard's there, too. Their three could be Marcus Valdez-Scanling, could be Equinemius St. Brown. They do have Robert Tanyan. Yeah, don't forget Robert Tanyan. Yeah. They're, they're a great offense, and it doesn't matter who Aaron Rodgers has, as long as he has that one guy, Devontae Adams, who also is putting my fantasy team on his back. Uh, dude's a monster. I drafted this team so well, and it's finally paying off because they're all healthy. Four straight wins to make the playoffs. Here we go. We're, we're making a run with this. I'm, I'm, I'm taking down Steven. Although, I will face him in the second round, though, if I do win this week now, because, because another team in front of me lost. So I moved up from the five. I moved up from the seventh seed to the five seed this week. Not that anyone cares, though. But I mean, I care. Yeah, the, I let, like let's emphasize that not that anyone cares. Right. Yeah, I, no, I, I know exactly where fantasy football stands. It's fun, uh, but no one cares about my team. All right. So just I'm just going to bring this down for everyone listening really quick. You guys don't have to jump in here to make sure we jump in with our three through five because it got a little murky. I'm going Dom's three for three is the Buffalo Bills. His four is the Pittsburgh Steelers and his five is the Packers. My three is the is the Green Bay Packers. My four is the Steelers and my five is the Bills. Josh's three is the Green Bay Packers. His four is the Buffalo Bills and his five is the Pittsburgh Steelers. There we and go. I do want to say. I think if the Bills have a very convincing win on Sunday, not just a good win, a very convincing win, put them above the Packers. Uh, I would. I need to see who the Packers. Who are the Packers? They play the, they play Lions. the Lions. And the, the Lions okay. always give them a hard time. All right. Always yeah, do. So, yeah. So we'll it's see. We, we will see. We will see. But I, I definitely, I definitely could see that happening. But anyways, let's get on. Let's get on to this. Uh, since I let Josh start with the the. The one and Dom go with the three. I'm going to take, I'm going to start with my six. Um, my number six is going to be the C. No, I'm kidding. It's Los Angeles Rams are my number six. Um, it is the, I, I know Dom, I, I, Dom loves to see it. Josh doesn't look, Josh, I cannot put them above the Rams when A, they lost to them. The Seahawks, Seahawks lost to them. Uh, Pete Carroll is the son of Sean McVay. And two, the Seattle Seahawks just lost to the Giants at home. And, and it wasn't a loss where it's like, oh, they got blown out because their defense is bad. It's their offense got smothered. And their and, offense got smothered by a great defense. Okay. And Russell a Wilson is, is the leader in turnovers since week seven. Their offense has been very problematic the last couple of weeks. Struggled they, against the and Cardinals. their defense has looked very good the last few weeks. Yeah, it's been better. For, what is that now? Four straight weeks allowing under 24 points. It's better. I believe so. For it's sure. Better. They, they also played bigger opponents. Yeah, they haven't played a good offense because Kyler's been hurt. Uh, I can't emphasize how much that's changed the dynamic in the NFC West. Uh, I'd also like to point out that Arizona's going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, 100%. They're going to lose to the Giants this week. I think we're all going to take that. 
Yep. We'll, we'll get to that later, but yes. But yeah. So that th- those reasonings are why I have the Rams at six and they're above Seattle. So my six is the Los Angeles Rams. Great defense. The only thing holding them back, just like the Colts, is their quarterback play. If they want to go far, Jared Goff has to step up in some semblance and not turn the ball over like he's having problems because he's the number two leader in turnover since week seven. He's number three now. Oh, since week seven? Since week yeah. seven? I yeah. apologize. He's number, yeah. he's number three overall. Three uh, overall. Two since week seven. Behind Wentz and... Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins had a pick six really? against Jacksonville. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, baby. Hot take season through that pick six. I knew I was hitting it. That was beautiful. That was big for you. Yeah. Yes, but anyways, it was. Rams number six. Josh, you shook your head. Who do you have at number six then in... Uh, who, who do you think I have at number six? Okay, so you have, have Seattle. Don't have Seattle. Seattle. I have You've Seattle seen. at number six. Oh, I'm very encouraged no. with how their defense has looked in the last few weeks. And I trust Russell Wilson to turn it around. I still think they're going to win the NFC because I'm encouraged with what their defense has done so far. Russell Wilson's going to figure it out at the right time, and they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Okay, wait. I'm, Seattle at six. I'm curious. So this is the similar problem we ran into the last power rankings where you put the Bills in front of the Titans, even though the Titans beat the Bills bad like two weeks before. How do you justify putting – the Seahawks above the Rams and the Rams have beaten them because that was how many weeks ago, like four weeks ago, I think three, four weeks ago. That was four weeks ago, four weeks ago. A, a lot has changed since then. And I just am not encouraged by the way that the Rams are playing. I don't think Jared Goff. you said it yourself. I think this team is going to go as far as Jared Goff takes them. And I don't think Jared Goff is going to take them very far. I've been very, very discouraged with the way he's been playing recently. Yeah. He looked good against Arizona, but their defense isn't really, anything to be so proud of i don't think jared goff is going to take this team very far and i think seattle's better and they're going to win the division you know what i don't think this is as crazy as as you're going to rip into him for i think this is respectable i just think i don't agree with it no i mean i get it the seahawks are on my list as well they're they're further down they have to be on your list they don't have to be i mean i have they don't they 100 seahawks have to be on your list of the top 10 teams in the league right now no, because there's there's eleven teams with five or less losses. I did not have to put them on. I put them on. I have another four loss team below them. Uh but I, I have the Rams. I'm gonna jump in. I have the Rams at six. I think this team is better than the Seahawks at every single position except for wide receiver and quarterback. And wide receiver, they're not that far behind. The Rams wide receivers are very good. Like I've said, and Josh, you mentioned it. This team will go as far as Jerry Goff will take it. And the offensive line has played better the past weeks. Uh, they didn't play that good against San Francisco. And San Francisco just has the Rams number. I mean, two of their four losses have come to the 49ers this year. And they were pretty close losses in an interdivisional game. So you can't really fault them there too much. The Seahawks, their def- their offense is just struggling way too much. I don't see how they're I don't see how they're going to turn it around. Now, they do play the Jets this week. That's one way to turn it around. But the Rams play the Jets next week, too, as well. And tomorrow's game, or I guess today's game, when you're listening to this podcast, the Rams against the Patriots, huge test for Jared Goff. If the Rams win this game, they're going to win the division. Super Bowl match, ladies and gentlemen, Super Bowl. Yes, I don't want to hear any three-points jokes. This defense is not at the same level it was, and Brian Flores is not calling plays for the Patriots. Uh so I think the guy they have coaching that defense now and Bill Belichick is a little bit better. Pretty sure Steve Belichick calls plays. Yeah, but Be- Bill Belichick is still running the show. Like it's oh, yeah. still his team. No, he's Dude. gonna make Go- he's gonna make Goff beat him 110%. And Goff won't. 
We'll, we'll get to that game later. I think it's just going to be a low-scoring game like the Super Bowl was, except the Rams' defense is better than it was this time, and they're going to force some turnovers because Cam Newton's garbage. Uh, we'll right. talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about but that. But I have – I have the Rams at six. I think putting the Seahawks in front of the Rams is dumb considering how these two teams are playing right now. Uh, Seahawks, Rams just went into State Farm Stadium and owned the Cardinals. If the Cardinals didn't get a, a punch fumble on a punt return, the Rams were going to blow them out of the building. When the Rams offense is moving, this this team is arguably one of the best teams in the league. They're one you of the few though? teams that can win at, the NFC. At the end of the day, if that number 18 or 19 on Seattle, whoever it was, when he goes to recover that blocked punt, doesn't stick his hand out in out of bounds when he was running into the end zone. It's a 17-17 game and not a 17-12 game, and we're going to overtime, and Seahawks probably win that game in overtime on Sunday. Maybe. If we we'll if, 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 if we could do ifs and buts all day, but you could if you're – Of course if you're we can. To Jets winning the Super Bowl this year or, or just winning the Super no, Bowl. No one can go that far. You can, I see, I could, you could find a way with ifs. Anyways, let's keep the list going, though. We have Josh with his six in Seattle, me and Dom, L.A. Rams fans at six for the Rams. We're going to our seven. Josh, I'll let you take your seven. Who is your number seven? All right. Well, Dom hated my six. Now Leo's going to hate my seven. We're going with the Cleveland Browns here. The Cleveland, this is for you. I think this team is great. They're, again, peaking at the right time. They just had a fantastic win against the Tennessee Titans. They got another one coming up against the Baltimore Ravens, which would be a huge win. Nine and three, first winning season in what 15 years? There was what 2007, I think, was their last winning season. We yeah. said first time in 13 years, they look phenomenal. Baker's finally playing really well. The run game is, of course, fantastic. Miles Garrett's fantastic. Browns number seven. Yeah, like I've said though, I want to preface this I do not hate the Browns. I am not a, I'm a skeptic of Baker. Uh, so yes. the Browns are on my list, and I don't hate this. Uh, let me just, yeah, no. I have the Browns at seven. Uh, I mean, at eight on my list. Uh, I also have the Browns at eight. I'll just jump in. The Browns are eight on my list as well. It's just funny how you talk about how the Browns are peaking at the right time when the Seahawks are literally not peaking at all. And you put. The I think the Seahawks, Seahawks are going to peak soon. That's the thing. I think their defense is peaking at the right time. And I trust Russell Wilson. All right. And that's fair. I have the Colts here at number seven, uh, similar to the Rams. Really good defense. Defense has been struggling. Not struggling. Hasn't been as good as of late. They faced some really good offenses. Uh, DeForest Buckner isn't 100% healthy, and he's the best player on that defense. So that's why I put the Rams in front of them, because they're both 8-4 and four with that elite defense. And the team, both these teams are going to go as far as the quarterbacks and take them. Great offensive lines, decent wide receiving cores, good running attacks, and great defenses. I think these two teams are very similar. I have them at 6-7. and seven. How do you, how do you manage so Colts in front of the Titans after the yeah. Titans beat them two weeks ago? Well, because Colts the, beat them four yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, you also got yeah Colts beat them four weeks ago as well. So okay, that that's my justification for it. Okay, is that the Colts also beat them by seventeen to four weeks ago? Yeah, uh, I have Seattle at seven. Uh, so I put them a step below. Uh, I guess I know the Brett. You know, it's it's the it's the game of peaks. But uh, uh, my argument here is going to be Dom is it's Russell Wilson. All right. If any man knows that turnaround, it'll be him. And I trust him more than Baker against some of these primetime games. So I'm going to put him at seven. The Browns are my eight. The Browns are my eight. Uh, So that's uh, my eight. Who else hasn't gone with their eight? I'm Browns. Browns. 
Josh, who's your eight? The Browns at eight. I have the Indianapolis Colts at eight. Well-coached team, very disciplined team, great defense, great running game. They could make a postseason run. Okay, so then I'll just I'll jump in with my nine is the Colts, uh, but the Colts at nine. Um, and then, so, you know, we've already talked about the Colts. And I'll just jump in. Actually, I won't do that yet. So. Uh, I'm going to jump in with my nine. Yeah, go team we've already talked about, and that's the Los Angeles Rams. I put them further down on the list because, like, like we all said, this team's going to go as far as Jared Goff takes them. I don't think he takes them very far. I wouldn't be surprised if this team has a first-round exit. Whew. All right. Dom, who's your nine? I imagine this is a team that neither of you two have on your lists. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, they're my I, 11. I think that well. them coming off their bye, this team's going to come out flying. I think they crush the Vikings this week. They steam through. They end up with that top wild card spot. And I think they, they have a field day with whoever the NFC's champion is. Yeah, I just couldn't. You know how Tom Brady does in the postseason against the New York Giants, though. This is oh, true. This is true. I, I just I'm not, I'm not gonna put just a five saying. plus team on uh, on my top ten. That's all. Uh, yeah, I I, I decided to put them in front of two four loss teams, uh, and I I just believe in them a little bit more. And I mean, you look at some of their losses: Rams, Chiefs, twice to the Saints, and oh and uh, and to the not to the Packers. So I mean, there's four other five losses. Those are both teams that I have in my top six. So fair. I, I think that coming off the bye, Bruce Arians is going to make some adjustments. The defense is going to come out flying. And I think this team rolls through the last couple of weeks in the season. I've been talking about this for weeks, and I think it finally comes into fruition. All right. Were they scheduled originally to have a week 13 bye, or was that a COVID? It was a COVID. COVID. It was a COVID. It was thing, COVID yeah. because they were, uh, the, the game against the Chargers got moved back because the Broncos got COVID. Yeah. Or, or no, the Chiefs got COVID and had to move back the Broncos game. The Chiefs Broncos game. It, it was really and murky. Why do I feel like it was somehow related to the major Titans outbreak from like week four? Because everything was. Everything Titans was related. Because in yeah. Titans Chiefs and Oh, uh, it was it was Titans Bron Titans Broncos? I don't know. It's not that know. important. It but it was COVID related. All right. So that's um, you, yeah. that's your nine. You, Josh, you already said your nine as well, correct? Your nine was Yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and jump in with my ten then, because we all said our nines, correct? Yeah. Leo, I think you and I have the same ten and that's gonna be the Tennessee Titans. Yes, I have the Tennessee Titans yes. at ten. I Derek Henry peaks at the right time. Again, well, Derek, Derek, Derek Henry's Henry running wild, they're gonna go on a run. Well, Derek Henry didn't do anything against a very average defense in the Cleveland Browns. The team's too reliant on a running back. I don't get it. Why do people think this team's going to do things in the playoffs again? They because, because if Derrick Henry gets hot at the right time, they will do things again. Also, their passing offense has looked immaculately better. Yeah, and but their defense, their defense is trash. Their defense, their de their defense is the problem. Trash. Yes, their defense is trash. And I, I put the Seahawks in front of the Titans because both these teams have good offenses. The difference is the defense. I put the Seahawks in front of the Titans in my number 10 spot. I, that faith in the I'm, Seahawks defense there? I, like I've said, four straight weeks of holding their opponent under 24 points, good. Josh. I've recognized they've been better. Now, it's good. also worth pointing out they haven't faced any good defenses, and the Rams are going to plow them in two weeks in week 16. Uh, so I, I, I'm i not a huge believer in either of these two teams. I've said it all year. The Seahawks are Russell Wilson and his wide receiving core. The defense has been better as of late. That's why I'm giving notch to them over the Titans. 
the offense needs to figure it out. We'll see if they figure it out against the Jets this week and then the football team the next week, who's a very good defense because uh, the Jets, they could overlook the Jets very easily. They won't lose it, but it's going to be close. We'll see. And they're facing two fantastic defenses other than the 49ers in Week 17. Yeah, uh, Titans, the defense is certainly the problem to you know, wrap back there. But I, I love I love what I've seen out of A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. Um, I think, that, you know, this team's going to be a playoff team because of that offense probably going to be a first Corey Davis is a really, really good number two option. Yes, he's a very good number two option. And he, like I he's said, a great compliment to A.J. Brown. Yep, remember remember the uh, remember the wide receivers list? I, I talked mm-hmm. about that with A.J. Brown. Yeah. They're, they've really reaffirmed that in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen A.J. Brown get tackled? Nope. I don't think so. That man does not go down. He just goes out of bounds and scores a touchdown. He doesn't do anything else. It's literally the truth. He literally doesn't do anything else. There's no Again, proof. It, it, it's just insane to think him and DK Metcalf were on the same team at one point. And they yeah. sucked. Unbelievable. It's crazy, crazy. But uh, anyways, that does our top 10 list. It, it wasn't as spicy as the last one, but uh, I, I think we got a little bit out with uh, Dom's. No, because I think there's a clear upper echelon of teams in this league right now i think it's pretty clear who those top 10 11 12 are well i i know why josh doesn't like the rams and i completely understand it's all jared goff and i it's come to the point where jared goff either wins the game or he loses the games i trust jared goff a little bit more to beat those bad teams or those teams that don't have great defenses than Josh does. I think that's what it comes down to. And I don't. And if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I think if the Rams end up with that number one wild card spot and they got to face the Giants in the playoffs. Oh, it's 100% problematic. That's why the Rams need to win the division. Insanely problematic if you have to face that Giants defense. I 100% agree. The Giants defense already limited the Rams offense to, I think, two touchdowns, 17 they points. Did. That was a while back, but they did, yeah. They, it's just their offense was terrible. Uh, they Absolutely. The Rams, I do want to really acknowledge the oh, Giants, yeah. though. We only did the top ten in our power rankings, but if we're looking deeper in the power rankings, I think the Giants are a team that just keep climbing up and up yeah. and up, and they look really, really good right And now. the football team. And it's going to be interesting to see when Daniel Jones comes back how he's going to play because that's he's the X factor for the team because – no one's going to deny the arm talent and the athleticism of Daniel Jones. It's just his decision-making and his pass accuracy are just awful. But if he's playing anywhere near his potential, the Giants could make a run to the to the Super Bowl. That's so stupid to say. And the okay, football team can win this division. The, the NFC is wide open. It really is. Uh, that, that's a stretch. I, I'm not going to It is a stretch, jump. but you're not wrong. The thing that I will say about Daniel Jones, though, He's obviously not a finished product, but year one to year two, and not even just year one to year two, throughout year one and throughout year two, especially year two, you've seen him just get better week by week and week by week. And that's what we saw a lot early in the career of Josh Allen. And now we're in year three and he looks fantastic. I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see a similar thing with Daniel Jones next year. All right. Well, that does wrap up the power rankings list. Uh, We're going to go ahead and jump into week 14 games make our picks uh first i'll update the standings um if you guys are locked to our twitter then you know the big news from the picks is uh dom and me have done the first for the first time ever put back to back hot take weeks together me and dom both hit our hot takes this week uh to help uh put us a little bit further ahead of josh not much though because josh had a pretty good week outside of his hot take great week uh so josh is at 88 
Uh, and I yeah. should have won my hot take. Saints by double digits. They had a double digit lead for a good 15, 20 minutes of that. And game. they were driving. And they were driving. And they were driving up 12. Taysom Hill fumbled on like the five yard line. Yep. Unfortunate. So, so Josh is at 88. I'm at 94. And Dom is at 98. Uh, so I actually I looked at something that was take. interesting. Uh, Dom and me picked every single game the same, but the two games we separated, he won both of them. So he gained two points on me because of that Dom's, you know, flying high, Josh, it's unfortunate because the hot take, the hot take screwed you out of a, out of cl- closing the gap. The hot and take. I should have hit mine too is the yeah. unfortunate thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very unfortunate. It's very tough. But And, and um, you guys both almost got some bad luck on yours as well. Yeah. I mean, mine, oh. mine, mine looks oh. screwed from the beginning. Mine, I mean, mine. Holy cow. Did mine get so close? I you mean, got my really lucky was, Dom. Mine was money all game, and I mean the 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 Vikings did end up pulling away in the late fourth quarter, and then uh and then Mike Glennon won on a nice clutch game tying touchdown drive. Was really hoping they just fail the two point conversion. Uh, they ended up getting it, sending it to overtime, and then the Vikings had the ball at the one and could have punched it in with the best running back in the NFL, at least in my eyes, not Josh's, but uh it was close. My my logic was perfect. Uh, great hot take. I hit it, and I'm going to back mine up to oblivion here this week. And then mine, I hit the first under 10 points, but Tyler yes. Boyd ripped off an 80-yard touchdown in the first quarter. And I'm sitting there like, well, there goes that. But somehow that was the only points that they scored in the game. So no, I landed good job. Good job, Leo. I'm glad someone was able to hit on that hot take because yeah. I was not. All right. But, yeah, those are the standings. We're going to jump into our picks for this week to see, to continue the race of will Josh catch up and will Dom run away. Uh, let's get into these week 14 games. I, I'm, I'm confident this week. I've been really hot the last couple of weeks picking these games. It hasn't really shown because I've missed on a couple of hot takes that you guys have hit, but I've been doing pretty well picks wise. That's definitely true. Definitely true. All right. We do have a Thursday night football game today. We already mentioned it a bit. It is the Super Bowl 50, 53, 53 rematch. Yeah. 53, right? 52. No, 52 was, three. It was, 52 it was, was three. Eagles. It was three. It was three. Yeah, it's just three. We, yeah. we don't need to talk about threes anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I didn't even mean to make that joke. I just, yeah, no, 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 no. You, yeah. you weren't. It was just, you know, bad bad flashbacks. Bad flashbacks. All right. It's, Sorry, uh, I went to Astro World the next night, so it was cool. Okay. That was fun. Nice. It was fun. All right. So it is the 6-6 six and six Patriots off their smashing, 45 to nothing smashing of Justin Herbert. Woo! 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 Hey, don't you woo-woo over there. You picked the Chargers. So I don't yeah, know. I know, I know, I know. It, it was exciting to watch. So, like, if you're going to get the game wrong, it's misproperly picking a Chargers victory. Yeah, okay. Well, they're at the Rams. Uh, so, Dom will be going last in this uh, segment here. Josh, I I know, I think I know what you're going to say, so I'm going to let you go first. Who are you taking in this Thursday night matchup? Look, I think we got a pretty close game here. Pretty low-scoring game as well. But, guys, close, low-scoring game. What do I do? Take the better coach. You're going to take, take the, the better coach. Taking Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. All right. Uh, I see where you're coming from with that, but I, I, I know how good of a coach he is, but I trust this Rams team way too much, and they're, they're going to shut down Cam Newton. I don't like Cam Newton. He's fraudulent. He's a fraudulent Oh, I agree. They're man. going to shut down Cam Newton. Patriots are still going to win. I, I, mean, I the, Rams, also... the Rams shut down the, the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, still but on. this uh, – that – I – I think Jared Goff is going to do enough to win this game. I will take the Rams. 
I'll let Dom do a lot more of the talking for why he's going to take the Rams because I know he's taking. The I do want to say before Dom talks that the Patriots are going to go on a run and go at least nine and seven, if not ten and six. I disagree. But Dom, I think they go. I think they go eight. This eight. is also me being a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan who feel who fears Bill Belichick more than anything in this world. But the Patriots are about to go on the run. Hey, look, he admitted team bias was a factor in it. I mean, that one's pretty clear. No, that, but... that, that's from personal experience. But yeah, it's not, yeah that's not biased. That's just living through it for my entire life. Yeah. Okay. Dom, tell us why you're picking the Rams. I'm going to pick the Rams here. I'm very well aware of what is at stake in this game. The Patriots are playing for their life. The hungry dog runs faster. The problem is, is they have a smaller stride because that offense is just that. And they're not going to play a team like the Chargers do has just poor coaching. Uh, poor special teams. Now, the special teams for the Rams isn't exactly great by any stretch of the imagination, but this Rams defense is too good to lose to this Patriots offense. There's just no way. The Rams offense is better than the Patriots offense, and the Rams defense is better than the Patriots defense. And if you think otherwise, you're crazy. They're playing at home in this game. They've only lost one game at SoFi. My one worry is what is Bill Belichick going to do to Jared Goff. Jared Goff will lose this game for the Rams. That is the only way to lose this game. I don't think he was the person to blame uh, uh, against uh, the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that was all on the O-line. He had to give all the credit to the Patriots. Brian Flores is not the defensive coordinator and the defensive play caller for the Patriots anymore. He's in Miami. We saw how that went a couple of weeks ago. They're going to try and do the same thing. But I, I, I believe in the direction this Rams team is going. I think they're peaking at the right time. I, I, I'm not entirely sure they lose another game the rest of the season, uh, regular season at least. This defense is too talented. The offense is ceilings too high. I want to take the Rams against the Patriots here. It's going to be a close game, though, 100%. I would take the points in this game. Uh, I saw five and a half or six. Take that and run. All right, uh, so moving on, Thursday night, sorry, Sunday. We're getting into Sunday, past Thursday night football now. Uh, we've got the first game slate for the Sunday games, six and six Vikings at the seven and five Bucks. Vikings coming off an OT win against a 10-loss team, uh, or I guess they were nine-loss at that No, they were 10-loss at that point. Yeah, they were 10-loss at that point. 10-loss uh, team, and uh, the Bucks coming off the bye. This game's easy for me. Uh, look, Kirk Cousins has been suspect with his turnovers these last couple games, this hungry Tampa Bay Tampa Bay defense that we know has the potential to be very good. It creates a lot of turnovers, should shut down Kirk Cousins when they, he tries to win this football game. I will take the Bucks at home in South Florida. Josh? All you need to do is say Tom Brady's coming off of a bye. Yep. That's literally all you need to say. Couldn't agree more, Joshua. Give me the Bucks. Thank you. All right, all right. So that's uh, everyone picking the Bucks off the bye. Move to eight and five. Uh, we will go next game. Here is the one that we also hinted at earlier. It is the six and six Cardinals with their hurt Kyler Murray coming off their loss to the Rams at home, having to go all the way to New Jersey and to play one of the hottest teams in football right now, the five and seven Giants. Uh, Dom, I'll go to you first here. But I, I think we already all alluded to who we're picking this game. But go ahead and talk about the game. Who are you picking this game? Oh, I'm 100% taking the New York Giants. Well, here, here is an X game. I mean, you got one team trending this way, and you got one team trending that way if you're talking to me. 
Uh, obviously, that was a joke. But these two teams are trending in totally, completely different directions. Uh, the Giants' defense is balling right now. Thank God the Rams played all four NFC East teams in the first five weeks of the season because those teams were garbage at the beginning, and two of them are playing really good football right now. Cardinals, Kyler Murray's banged up. Either Cliff Kingsbury doesn't trust him or he just doesn't want to get him hurt again, save him for the future, which if that's the case, I 100% agree with that decision. Uh, in the meantime, the Cardinals are one year off. This is the Giants' year to win the NFC East. Uh, I still think the football team can win it. I think they're just as good as the Giants. The problem is the Giants have the head-to-head -head advantage over them, so it's the Giants' division to lose at this point. Giants pick up a home win. West Coast team going out east makes too much sense. Go Giants. All right. Emphatic. Josh, uh, you also are taking the Giants in this one? I completely agree. I'm taking the Giants and winning this one. I think they're winning the division. I think they're a really good football team, actually. I think a lot of people are destroying the NFC, saying it's a terrible division. But I think the Giants are really peaking at the right time. They're a good football team. And Arizona's going down at the wrong time. They sold their soul to the devil to win that Bills game. They're, they've lost four of their last five. Their only win being the Bills-Hail Mary game. They didn't deserve to win that game. They won on a miracle and haven't won since then. They're not going to win on Sunday. I'm taking the Giants. All right. Well, split the same podcast for the – I think this is I think this is the first time. I think the, this is the first time the split the same podcast fully rolls with the G-Men in an NFL week. I'm As also an underdog, the too. Giants. Yeah, they are an underdog. Stupid. Uh, Take makes money no line. sense. Hammer it. Hammer the money line. Yeah. We don't endorse good. gambling, but – uh, if you do, oh, absolutely not. Money line. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. We're all rolling with G-Men for this week. Uh, moving into the next game. It's uh, this one's, this one's it's, it's, it's interesting, but not really at the same time. It's the 11 and one super team chiefs heading down to play the dolphins. Uh, the dolphins look lackluster in that first, uh, that first quarter, sorry, first half against the Bengals. Uh, and then they picked it up to win that game against a bad Bengals team. But I mean, it doesn't matter. They're eight and four. You're getting you're getting run over by the Chiefs. I, I'm picking the Chiefs. Are you you guys anything else to I mean, are you picking different? I'm gonna pick the Chiefs, but I would not be shocked if the Dolphins put up a really good fight and maybe even win this thing. I mean, when you got a defense that looks that good, you can beat anyone. I don't know if they're gonna slow down Mahomes enough. I don't think they will, but it wouldn't shock me. This is a really interesting game looking at it from a Bills perspective, though, because it's really interesting. Obviously, the Bills want Miami to lose because it helps them win the division. But if Miami beats Kansas City, that one seed is not out of play for the Bills. So it's a really interesting game. I think Kansas City is going to win it. We'll see. I mean, the one seed is pretty much out of play for the Bills because they do it's have not. the head. I mean, it's not. The Chiefs could lose their next could lose three of the last one the Bills went out, and then they'd also need the, the, Steelers, the Steelers to lose to, to draw the, another game. Which could easily happen if they're playing the Colts and Browns. It could. It's not out of the question. It's not going to happen. I agree with you. But it's not out of the, the question. But Anyways. The, the most unlikely part of that scenario is the Dolphins beating the Chiefs. Sure. Uh, the, the Chiefs are winning the AFC and they're winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Absolutely. So here, here's my thing is the Dolphins are a very comparable or comparable team to the Denver Broncos. Good defense, offense that, you know, at times struggles and at times can move the ball down the field, run the ball, control the clock. 
And we saw that in their game against each other when the Broncos ended up defeating the Dolphins. And then we saw the recipe for feeding the Chiefs, basically. Ben, don't break defense. Uh, I don't want to say force a couple turnovers because the Broncos didn't force any turnovers. Uh, and then you just got to not turn the ball over because that, that's what really cost the Broncos in that game. And that's something the Dolphins are very capable of doing. So like you mentioned, Josh, you're going to pick the Chiefs. I'm also going to pick the Chiefs. But I feel like if there's a game the Chiefs are going to lose the rest of the year, it's definitely this Dolphins team. I think they have the type of team build that can beat them. They don't turn the ball over. That's one thing that Tua does extremely well. Uh, he hasn't looked great as an NFL quarterback yet, but he he does he doesn't have an interception yet, and I believe he started four games. Uh, so that's certainly promising time for the Dolphins. Uh, Colin Coward calls him Lefty Drew Brees. I think that's very good comp. Uh, but uh, the Dolphins have the team build to beat the Chiefs. I don't think it happens though. Give me the Chiefs. Again, very close game. This is a tough matchup for the Chiefs. Wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins win it. Chiefs will win it. Seven and a half. Hammer. That's hammer. If anyone just listening, just want to make sure that we that they knew what that sound was. All right. Next game, a lot easier to pick. Don't think it's going to be in debate here. One and eleven Jaguars hosting the eight and four Titans. Eight and four Titans are just going to roll run all over them. It's I don't agree with that. I think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to run all over them. Yeah, I Jaguars play a lot of teams very close. Can I do a hot take? One of them is the Titans. Can I do a hot take off stat lines? Can I just do a, a stat line hot take? Is that allowed? I'll, what would it be? Profits. I would I I would do a 200-yard, two, two-TD game from Derrick Henry. Yes, you can take that. Sure. 100%. That's my hot take. I'm switching it right. right now. That's my hot take. 200 yards, okay. two-TD from Derrick Henry. That's my hot take. He's going gonna, he's gonna to run all over this team off of a loss where he didn't get to do anything. I don't I, hate that. He's well rested for sure. I, I I like that. I don't think it's gonna hit because that's extremely hard to do. But uh, two hundred rushing, not all purpose. No, no rushing, rushing, and two rushing touchdowns. The touchdowns can be anything. How about that? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the tanks okay. here as well. Uh, Jaguars played him tough last time. They passed the ball well. Really good receiving core. They can they can keep up with the Titans for sure. Not gonna pick them, but. Watch out. Jackson played a couple of close games as of late. Uh, teams are overlooking them. I don't who do the Titans play next week. Uh, this is something hard to do. Uh, Tennessee Titans next week play the Lions. So they probably won't overlook them, but uh, take the Titans. Yeah, Titans are definitely the pick here, but I think it will be a fairly close game. All right, rolling. We have rolled everybody picking the same team for the last four picks. Would you look at Sorry, five. No, four. It's going to be – It's actually, it might not be five here. Here we go. Three and nine Cowboys off their loss at Baltimore at the two nine and one Bengals who are in shambles. This game is, is – uh, Who is cares? Andy Dalton revenge game. That's who cares. Oh, that's true. Okay, slam you're right. the Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys. Right, so right, they showed that time. Josh and I Thanks, were watching Bob. this game. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I hope I didn't sway you to the Cowboys again. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I – had no idea who I was taking in this game. This is a terrible game. Right. I just needed the one Andy Dalton nugget to take the Cowboys, and I'm sold. Yeah. Josh and I were we were pulling for Cowboys plus seven and a half last night. Uh, yeah, at I have times, my pick and pull where I needed them plus seven and a half to win the week. Unfortunately, did not. Still went 11 and four and got my way off to second place on the year from, I believe, 
I was six games out of it. Can't complain with an 11 and four week, make up seven games. There you go. Uh, I don't like the Cowboys as well. I would say the Cowboys as well in this game. I I think that at times they showed they were just as good as the Ravens were. Uh, They were moving the ball pretty well against their really good defense and then turnovers and them trying to give the ball to Zeke Elliott, who sucks. Uh, ended up not working. I'm going to say the Cowboys, though, because the Bengals without Joe Burrow suck. That is uh, truth above all, isn't it? Uh, all right, moving on to the next morning game. We have the 4-8 and eight Texans at the 5-7 and seven Bears. Now, look, I took the Bears last week, and the Bears shot themselves in the foot to lose the Lions, but my take was not that cr- – it looked pretty good for a, a, lot, of, uh, a lot of that They're game. They were up by, up by uh, 10 with like I, seven I minutes I just want to point out that I took the Lions in that game saying that this is a 50-50 game and Mick is just going to screw up at the end and the Lions are going to win. And that's literally exactly what happened. I don't know if that football was his fault though. Was a blind you got to know how to hold the football there. I'm sorry. You just got to hold was, the ball. He's mid throw. You got to know blind side. when to hold him. No when to hold him. No when to tuck him. No when to walk away. No when to run. No when to step up in the pocket. Uh, I'm going to take the Texans here. Texans were uh, a bad snap away from beating the Colts, and now they play the Bears. It's pretty easy to me, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, hopefully the Texans will try to lose this game for Deshaun again. Uh, they don't have a first-round draft pick, so they're just trying to win at this point. Uh, yeah. They're just trying to screw the Dolphins over. I will also be taking the Texans because Deshaun Watson. I'm going to drop my hot take right here. The Bears are absolutely terrible. Just a repulsive team right now. Mitch Trubisky is terrible. They're playing against Deshaun Watson, who's the guy they should have drafted. John Fox wanted him at the time of the draft. And this is going to be the John Fox was right game. The Texans are going to win this by at least a touchdown. It's probably going to be more, but I only need to lay the seven points. Texans win by seven plus. It'll probably even be more. I love this game. It's so easy. The Bears are terrible. Give me the Texans. So do they how, win is, by how is this a pick I have no idea. No idea. They should I, be I, giving six points. I, I'd say seven. Seven's good. The seven's good, okay. Because, I mean, this so de- I, their I defense sucks. by seven plus, correct? Yeah. So, so right. six and a half is technically what you have. Great. Uh, Mitch didn't even – let's just get something out of the way. Besides that turnover – Mitch really didn't look bad. bad. Yeah, no. Bad. He, really he did. did not lose them that game. Their not. defense Still lost in that game. I'm sorry. I think we're going to be sitting here watching this game. Deshaun's going to absolutely light up this defense. And all Bears fans are going to sit here and say, wow, how did we pass on this guy? The same thing happened last Same thing in week 16 last year. Sunday night football, they just embarrassed the Bears. This it's is the God be, Fox was right game. So how how many times do they show like the graphics comparing the two quarterbacks and where they're drafted? during the game because I know NBC was very kind to Bears fans didn't do it until like the final drive because they didn't want to like you know beat a dead horse but it's it's bad I mean ugh. look I'm, I'm just gonna say we're looking at the state of the Bears organization right now Mitch Trubisky's terrible Matt Nagy's terrible John Fox did not want Matt Nagy did not want Mitch Trubisky he wanted Deshaun Watson this is going to be the John Fox was right game, and this is going to be the John Fox should have never been fired game. And definitely some arguments to be cleaning some house in the offseason for the Bears, so definitely not the craziest. Well, John Fox sucked. Uh, I don't but, agree. I still think John Fox is a good football coach. 
Matt Nagy sucks. Matt Nagy is a terrible coach. For sure. Without a doubt. All right. Moving on to the next game here. After we all take the Texans, we're now six picks in a row. Everyone picking the same. Josh, I know you love to see that uh, because you can't gain any ground. <laughs> um, you know, I'll, I'll gain some ground on my hot take. I'm very confident in this hot take. Okay. All right. Um, so next game we've got here is four and eight Broncos at the four and eight Panthers. I'm going to let Dom go first because he has a little interesting tidbit to throw out here for the podcast about yes. the Broncos situation. So Dom, take it away. Here is my hot take for this game. And so I just talked about, or I didn't just talk about, well, I guess I kind of did, Broncos Chiefs. And we all know the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL, and if you think otherwise, you're stupid. Uh, and every single team gives the Chiefs their best shot because that's, that's all they can do. They give them the best shot. And then the following week, the Chiefs hangover. You have a hangover from just going all out to beat the Chiefs. And let me tell you, folks, this is real. The Chiefs hangover is a real thing. So the Chiefs have played uh, 12 games. And so the Broncos are yet to play uh, that game following them. So technically, let's pretend like the Chiefs have 11 games. Three teams have played the Chiefs and had their bye the following week. The Buccaneers, uh, the Raiders, and I forget what the other team is. So the other eight teams played after they played the Chiefs. And in those eight games, the teams are two and six. And the two wins are the Broncos' win over the Chargers. However, in that game, the Broncos were down by 21 points in the fourth quarter and made a stupid, stupid, stupid comeback that was the most Chargers thing ever. And the other one, Josh, I know you remember this game, the Bills game against the Jets. And the Bills looked like crap in that game. Didn't score a touchdown. I know you said they looked better than they did, and I agree. Uh, but but they were sloppy. They looked better than they looked on paper, yes. Right. They were sloppy, though. And so I sloppy think – Sloppy in the red this, zone. They, they were sloppy. So the Broncos are going to have their Chiefs hangover against the Panthers. Panthers are favored by three and a half, four points, four and a half points, wherever you want to look at it. Panthers by 10 points this week coming off their bye against the Broncos. Lock it in, hot take of the week. Chiefs hangover, it's real. Love to it's hear an interesting it. Interesting pick. I'm also I taking like that. in this game because Christian McCaffrey's gonna be back. He's gonna run all over them. Yeah, I like the Panthers in this game. They're the better team. McCaffrey's coming back. They're well rested. Isn't Teddy coming Very back simple. too? Or, or, or Teddy was back. Is Teddy oh, Teddy's back? Teddy's back. Teddy's back, yeah. Teddy's back, yeah. So he's healthy. So yeah. Seven in a row. Let's see how long this goes. I, I don't know what the record is. I think this might be it. We'll see how it goes, though. We'll see how it it's about going. to be eight. It's about to, it's, is it about to be eight? Is it about to be eight? Oh, yeah, it's certainly going to be eight. Uh, the next game is the uh, 0-12 Jets at the Seattle Seahawks. I, th- we don't need to say anything. This, it, it's Seahawks. Everyone's saying Seahawks. No reason to pick the Jets until they prove it, and they will never prove it. Take the Seahawks. Look, I – I have no words about that Jets Raiders game. Like this organization just finds the most incredible ways to lose. It's unbelievable. And you can trash me all you want for not having Trevor Lawrence on that top 10 list last week. This organization finds ways to screw up in any way possible and they will continue to do it. I'm sorry, but the Jets are a repulsive organization and they screw everything up. They screwed up an easy win against the Raiders last week, 
and they will screw up Trevor Lawrence. Ah, team bias. No, no, it's not. It's not, it's not even. It's not even really team bias. Yes, I mean, when they haven't made the playoffs since 2011, and they haven't had a winning season since what, like 2014 or 15. Leo, just because I say something about a team in the AFC East does not mean it's team bias. Team bias, I smell it. No, I mean, I mean, him saying like the Jets are like the worst franchise in sports or whatnot, which they aren't, by the way. They're not even the worst franchise in their own city. Yeah. Uh, I mean, technically, there's only two other teams or three other teams in in New Jersey, but that's a different discussion. Uh, listen, Seahawks not playing their best football right now. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I think they come out, they handle the business against the Jets. We'll see how much they're overlooking them to prepare for the football team, but you'd be a fool to not take the Seahawks. And I just want to say, you're taking the Seahawks, but about something Dom said, the Jets are the worst organization in New York because ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. He's he's not going to be a good NBA player. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He's not. And you, you know what? Tom Thibodeau is a good coach. That's all I need to know. Tom Thibodeau is a great coach, and I trust what he's going to do. If you, you 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 know all about uh, you can't trust a team with a bad owner. And see now, oh don't it, I don't trust them at all. I trust Thibodeau. I don't trust Olin. Okay. Anyways, to wrap back around to the Jets game, the ending of that game, they won the real fight, guys. Okay. You know what? <laughs> they they were thinking. They were thinking about some golden locks, all right? That corner's like, I'm going to bite. I want that man here next year. And Greg Williams, I think Greg Williams was like, I want Trevor Lawrence. Even Greg Williams fired. should not have been fired. I'm sorry. That was ridiculous. Uh, he's that a was, great that coach. Yeah. He's a great coach. Adam Gase just fired him because he's a moron and he's going to be fired and he wanted to act like he has some authority while he still does for the next couple of weeks and fired Greg Williams because he's hated Greg Williams all year. And that was very public. And it was clear to everyone who paid attention to the Jets organization, that there was a lot of tension between Gase and Williams, and Gase finally had an opportunity to fire Greg Williams, and he did. Yeah, anyways. And I think that's going to hurt the Jets in the future because the Jets' defense was not terrible so far this year. Nope. Well, no, it was bad. It was bad. They sucked on third down. They were so bad. They they do have a lot of talent. Right. Yeah. Not not a lot, but enough. Yeah. Anyways, uh, eight in a row. I think I, I'm, I'm going to say this is the record. If I'm wrong, someone can prove me wrong, but someone probably won't. Eight in a row. So the same podcast are all picking the same people. Next game is the eight and four Colts at the seven and five Raiders. The Colts off of that narrow win over the Houston Texans. I don't know why I was about to say Rockets. That would be messed up. At the Raiders off of their gift given win over the Jets. Uh, and thanks to Darren Waller and questionable play calling. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts here. I, I know Josh says the Raiders are going to be a 10 win team. He's been saying that for a while. I don't know if he's still sticking behind that uh, because this is, this for me is going to put them on six losses. Uh, And I think the Colts are too good of a team to lose this game to a Raiders team who, you know, is maybe just getting Josh Jacobs back, probably won't practice fully the whole week. And Colts are a good playoff team. And I think Colts are a playoff team. Raiders aren't. I'm just going to interrupt you real quick. If the Raiders lose this game, they have home against the Chargers, home against the Dolphins in Denver, could still easily be a 10-win playoff team if they lose this game. I know. I'm just saying they're on the cusp. You know, they can't lose any more games is what I'm saying if they lose this one. Yeah. I don't but I'm going to take the goal. Lose any more games. But this is a 
tough game for me to pick. Uh, if you listened to our podcast two weeks ago and last week as well, you heard me talking up how great I think this game is going to be. These are two teams that I really do like. They've been trending downwards the last couple of weeks, I think, but this is still a really intriguing game to me. I'm going to go with the Colts. I'm just more encouraged by what they've done for me recently. I can't believe the Raiders almost lost to the Jets. And that's just the image that stuck in my head. And I'm going to go with the Colts. It could go well, either way here. I'll tell you why they almost lost to the Jets. is because they were overlooking them for this game against the Colts. And you know what? It's not even going to matter. I'm going to take the Colts in this game. And it all comes down to me trusting the Colts offense more than I do the Raiders defense. The Raiders defense is a dumpster fire. It sucks. Now, one encouraging sign was we did see a solid performance out of Cleveland Farrell. Uh, he's struggled. He's is it Farrell or Farrell? I think it's Farrell. Farrell. It's Farrell. Whatever. I've heard it go both ways. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, the B word has been thrown. reason took fourth overall. <laughs> yeah, and the B word has been thrown around around him and. He finally showed up, had a solid game. Uh, I believe he got two sacks. Now, of course, Jets offensive line. Take it with a grain of salt. Besides Mekhi Beckton, he's a beast. Uh, he's I would make it an argument he's the best player in this offensive rookie class, and there's some really good names in this class. Herbert, Jefferson, I'd still take Beckton. Game is one of the offensive line. Uh, so... I'm going to take the Colts in this one. I trust their offense more to get some points against the awful Raiders defense. I think this game can end up being in the thirties, if I'm being honest. All right. Nine in a row. And I think it ends here um, because we have two, five and seven teams, Washington football team at the 49ers 49ers lost last week to the best Buffalo bills game of the, of, of Josh Allen's career, according to Josh golden, Best Bills game uh, of my life as well. Of your life, sorry. There you go. And then the Washington football team defeating the last undefeated team. I think we're going to split up a little bit here. Josh, I'm going to go to you first. Who are you picking in this game? I said last week that I think the Niners could go on a run, and I still believe it. I'm going to take the Niners here. They got this one, and then they got another softball against the Cowboys before they get George Kittle back for their Arizona game. I still think that the Niners could potentially run the table and sneak into the postseason. I like the Niners to win this game. All right, Dom, what are you thinking? I do too. I think them getting steamrolled by the Bills was more of a product of the Bills playing well. I think this is going to be a really low-scoring, hard-fought game. I trust the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan a little bit more than I do Ron Rivera, which is saying a lot because I, I really like where Ron Rivera is taking this team. Uh, but coming out west, it's going to be a tough game for the football team. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers in this one though. All right. I'm going to differ from these two boys because I need to catch up a little bit to Dom. I'm going to take the football team here. Um, I'd like Alex Smith and I like the defense just a little bit too much. I don't trust CJ Beathard and Nick Mullins enough here. Uh, so I'm going to take the football team to win. It's a close one. I could see the Niners winning this game, but I also, I just, I like what I saw out of the football team. The Steelers played down to the, the football teams play but you, you got to give it to him for winning a game like that on the road i'm gonna take the football team here uh to win are there six late games this week yeah there's a there's a nuts amount of late games wow that's fun which is dumb it should be four every week this past week is beautiful yeah four is the perfect number 
four is a thousand percent the perfect number. All right. Anyways, to get into the other late games, uh, this one, oh boy. Okay. Uh, it's the 10 and two saints uh, at the three, eight and one Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so I mean, but Jalen hurts. This, yeah, Jalen hurts. will be starting uh, the plan that I tried to get out through many interruptions uh, last podcast is in is in it's starting maybe they're listening to me maybe someone is <laughs> uh, because they're putting Jalen Hurts in they put him in at the end of the game and it's the Packers after more struggle from Carson Wentz he looked fine uh, he looked mobile he threw a pick uh, he threw a touchdown he threw a good deep ball he ran for a first down so I, it was good to see and uh, I I hope for the best for him if you're rooting against either one of these quarterbacks you're not an Eagles fan uh, I don't want to hear it. You're not a fan of the team. Uh, you should just be rooting for the success of either one of these guys. And um, at this point, I just want to see him play well. They're going to lose. We're all picking the Saints. They're going to lose uh, without a doubt. But it'll be nice to see. And, no, I'm just uh, glad you're acknowledging that they're without a doubt going to lose this game. But I'm, I'm not crazy. Yeah, They're not going to win this football game. I think it'll be closer than a lot of people realize. The Eagles, no, have, been putting up good, the Eagles have been putting up good fights. A lot of teams. Who do the Saints play next weekend, guys? I don't know. Kansas City. The Kansas City Chiefs. This is a clear overlook game. The Saints are yet to lose that game that they should definitely easily win every year. They don't really have any of those other games on the schedule besides the Vikings and the Panthers in the last two weeks, and I think they'll crush both those teams. This could be that game. The Eagles have had the Eagles have played the Saints well the past couple of years. I think this will be a very close game. I do think the Saints get it done though. Not, not only are the Saints going to win this game, they're giving seven points, and there's no doubt in my mind they cover it. I disagree. No doubt. Tom, stop trying to dismantle my tank, my tank, okay? Me and my Eagles tank back here don't appreciate it. I would like my top five pick. Stay away. I, I said you'll win. You I just said it's be close. Huh? Who would you want at the top of the draft if, let's say, you got Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase or a linebacker. Okay. No one else should go at that pick. Would you rather have Jamar Chase or Micah Parsons if he's there? Oh, that's really tough because, you know, like, I feel like the smarter pick is Parsons because the hole is worse at linebacker, but it's Jamar Chase. Yeah, I mean, like, just think about watching. You know, like, you start thinking about him getting catching balls in the Eagles Uni, and you're like, honestly, if it's one of those two guys, I'm fine with it. I, I, I understand the arguments for both. The argument for not taking Chase is we have Rager, we have, you know, a bunch of young guys that we should just be playing. Uh, we don't need another draft more wideouts. And then if it's also Howie drafting, I, I don't even trust him to take Chase there. Uh, and then the argument is we don't have any good Howie, linebackers. Howie, take this guy. Howie. <laughs> I mean, if everything plays yeah, out. It's the best like, tweets. Howie, Howie's not a Howie's not our GM after this season, if everything plays out right. Um, but uh, I, I just don't think you can draft a receiver in the first round again. <laughs> I mean, we've only done it like once and it was bad. I know, but they've just put it wasn't even bad draft capital into that position. I just don't think you can do it with a top ten pick again. Uh, yeah, that's 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 the other side of the argument, right? Like you can't do it again. If, if Parsons is there, I don't see them passing on him, which is fine because and state we, guy. Like I don't see them passing on him. We don't we don't have any good linebackers except like Alex Singleton's looked fine. Like he was a good bright spot. That's about it. So, but the main point is just to yell at Dom for trying to dismantle my tank. Stay away from my tank, God. Dominic Stern. Stay away. I said you'll win. I just said it will be close. The Eagles have played close games. Stay away. Uh, they were uh, the, the Aaron Jones cover play was uh, was right there. 
Yep. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we're all taking the Saints in this Beautiful. game. Uh, we're all going to take Saints. Uh, moving on to the next game here: four and eight Falcons at three and nine Chargers. Uh, this was going to be my hot take game because uh, this is a staple Chargers win. This is the this is what they they win these weird games after they get killed. Uh, it's really stupid, but they always do it. And I'm going to take the Bolts. It, they were going to be my hot take, but I, I like I did I switched up, so I'll take the Bolts. Dom. Well, I mean, after last week, I can't pick the Chargers. That was so stupid of me. Uh, that was the one non-primetime game I got wrong outright. Uh, sucked. Oh, well. Happens. Oh, wait, no, the Giants game. What am I talking about? Uh, I, I got to take the Falcons. They're playing much better at football than the Chargers right now. They're going to travel into SoFi Stadium and whoop them. Uh, this, the house that Todd Gurley built is what some people are saying. I don't, I don't agree with that at all, but it, he, he balls in LA. Uh, Todd Gurley is the only Jersey I have right now for the Rams. Praying that's changing for Christmas. Mom. Uh, and uh, Ramsey. Let me. Or Donald. Donald. I'll probably get a cup on DH gate at some point. Good call. Um, love coop. Uh, but I'm going to take the Falcons. Todd Gurley, field day. Let's go. Josh? Look, Super Bowl is fun and all, but, I mean, this is the blow-it bowl. Who's going to blow this game? The Chargers and the Falcons, notorious for blowing leads. Who's going to blow it? I have no idea. I'm just going to say the Chargers are going to blow it because they lost 45 to nothing. I'll take the Falcons. This game could go either way. I really don't care who wins. It's getting to that point of the season where you get the occasional four and eight versus the three and nine game. And you're like, okay, I'm not even going to watch a single play of this game because it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. We're getting to that point now. All right. Uh, next game here, we have uh, the 93 Packers at the five and seven lines lines after, uh, you know, s- sliver of a win at, uh, at the bears. And they're now hosting the Packers off the win of the Eagles. Um, I think we're all going to take the Packers here, right? Yeah, we're all going to take the Packers. I do want to say to the gambling men out there, or gambling woman, of course, if you are a gambler, points, points, points in this game, hammer the over, no question. But the Packers. Uh, I mean, I, I would take the points with the Lions, too. I mean, the the last two games of this, this past year, uh, the Lions were winning going into the fourth quarter in both games. And this wasn't like some fluky Packers team. I mean, this was the 13 and three Packers team that went to the NFC championship game. And I, I see this game playing out, ever, but yes, sure. But I mean, they could also go 13 and three this year very easily. I mean, they still have another game against the bears. I don't know who else. They'll win that by matter. three. Right. And they already did. Uh, Packers seven and a half hammer it. Uh, but go pack, go. All right, so we're all taking the Packers here. Uh, next game, moving on, we have another. Oh, here, I'm sorry. Never mind. I thought we were one game off. All right, the Sunday night football game, one of the games of the year, especially based off of the Split the Same podcast uh, power rankings we just did. We kind of already all alluded to who we're taking here, uh, so there's not much else to say. I mean, we kind of guys, we kind of covered it back in the power rankings, we to did. be honest, right? Uh, so it's going to be – I'm taking the Steelers. These two are going to take the Bills – if you guys want to say anything fleeting, go ahead. Josh, you have your Bills moment, so you can go well, ahead. There's a lot that can be said about this game. This is one of the biggest games the Bills have had in a very, very long time. It's a big one. 
would be nice to have fans there, of course, but tough year, of course. One thing I'm going to say, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. They're going to win this game, and it's going to be absolutely beautiful. I'm taking the Bills. It's going to be a fun night. Now, let's just uh, get this on record here. This win for Josh Allen over this Steelers team would be a marquee win. Obviously, it would be a marquee win. Okay, this one would be the. I'd just like to point out that since we had that argument, he's had two marquee wins. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just throwing back to the Devin Hodges take. Anytime yeah. you lose the playoffs on Sunday Night Football for the first time in 20 years, it's a marquee win. No. I disagree, but it was an impressive win. It wasn't marquee. It was Devin Hodges who threw four picks in the game. Duck Hodges is a legend. Who threw four picks in the game. <laughs> Legendary man. <laughs> all right so that's yeah that that bottles up uh that game we talked about already a good amount uh the monday night football game is also very important too that's uh, afc north battle uh seven and five ravens you know they've had all these COVID issues people coming in out in out they haven't looked that good they've had COVID problems lamar is you know cheater cheater running back at quarterback guy you can say all this stuff then you got over the other side you got the browns rolling first positive season since 2007 record-wise this is a very important game because this could be the Ravens making up, you know, making up a gap from the Browns because they're seven and five and the Browns are nine and three. And then it's not, it's the Browns running away with the second spot in the AFC North. Uh, it's an interesting game. I will start this out. First, because- first I just want to say before you start it out, they're not just thinking about that second spot. I don't know if you saw Miles Garrett's Twitter after Monday night, but he said, I don't remember what his exact words were, but Something about the Steelers opening the door for them with that loss. They still think they got a shot at the division, which is interesting. Well, I mean, obviously the guy on the team who's hot is going to talk about taking the top spot. I don't think they will, but, you know. It's not impossible with the Steelers have coming up. They do all – both these teams also have to play each other again. Uh, 17 should be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, But I'll start this out. I am the resident Baker hater. Uh, I don't think they lose this game. I'm going to take the Browns regardless. The team's too complete, and I don't like Lamar. Uh, Baker could have – he could have a mediocre game and they win this game. I don't like the Ravens. They're still beat up. They're they're still not – I'm not taking it because Baker. I'm taking it because of other reasons. Browns fan club, my friend. I, I was never hating on the Browns. I was just hating on Baker. I've said this many times. It was times pretty clear Ryan. his hate was directed at Baker. I don't know why Josh Of course, is- of course. I just – it's fun for me to see this Browns team be good. I've always loved Baker, and I think he's yeah. a big part of why this team is being successful, whether you like it or not. I think his locker room presence is a big part of what's making this team play together. And, again, I said this a lot about the Bills game against the Steelers. For the Bills, it's probably the biggest game in 15, 20 years. For the Browns, no question, this is the biggest game since the founding of the new Cleveland Browns in whatever year it was, what, like 1990-something? This is their biggest game ever. And I think they're going to win it. I mean, they're just a hotter team right now. And I think Lamar Jackson is really just not that good. He missed a lot of pretty easy throws last night against the Cowboys. And I'm just not that impressed with what I've seen from so far this year. I think the Browns are going to win this game. All right. So, Dom, you going? we all going dog pound this week? We are. I'm not too confident in it. You guys know I'm a believer in the Ravens. I think they're going to make the playoffs at 10 and six. They're going to sneak in. Uh, I think the Titans are going to drop out. Um, But I do think that they lose this game. I think that 
Cleveland is playing much better football right now. That they can see the finish line. Uh, but the Baltimore defense is certainly capable of slowing down this Browns running attack. I'm afraid that if you make this Cleveland offense one-dimensional, it could struggle. The Ravens, they kind of have that that sentiment that, hey, this is still our division. I don't think it is, but they probably still think it is. Uh, I'm going to take the Browns, though. Uh, Dog pound, Monday Night Football, woof, woof. I think the last time these two teams faced off in Monday Night Football uh, in Cleveland, uh, Cleveland was attempting a game-winning game field goal in a tie game, and the Ravens blocked it and returned it for a touchdown. I think that, that was, was last time. Yeah, that I was really that unfortunate. I remember that game very well. I mentioned my Pick'em League earlier in this podcast. I remember I needed the Browns to win that game for my Pick'em League, and that field goal. <laughs> well, That's it wasn't a field goal. It was a touchdown. Well, no, it would have been a field goal if it didn't get blocked. Right, but it, yeah. Anyway, I was trying to be a smart-ass, Josh. Just <laughs> yeah, I just All right. really want to hear it. Um. Anyways, that but I mentioned this when we talked about the Giants game, but again with this Browns game, we're all taking the Browns. Browns are underdogs, getting a point and a half in this game. Yeah, it's basically pick them. Hammer, hammer, hammer. All right. Anyways, that wraps up episode 14 of the Split the Scene podcast. Outside of final thoughts, which we will go with quickly here. Josh, final thoughts. George Springer's coming to New York. Not official yet, but it's gonna happen soon. Next time we're on air, we might be talking about George Springer wearing a New York Mets uniform. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Dom, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Rams going to beat the Patriots. Shut up, Josh. Pats aren't going to make the playoffs. They're going to go 8-8. Eight and eight. Book it. Seal it. I've said it since the beginning. That was my prediction at the end of the year. Caught some slack for it. I don't care. Uh, yeah, Rams. Rams are going to win out. Good 12-4. and four. All right. Uh, 12 and four. Okay. All right. My final thoughts. They play um, Seattle again, right? Yes. Nope. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They're going to beat them in Seattle. Um, my final thoughts. Uh, it's, it's rare. I've been in this position, but I can, I cannot wait until week 17 or 16 when the Eagles play the football team and we get to play spoilers to give the New York giants, the division when we beat them. That's my final thoughts. All right. All right, this has been episode 14 of the Split the Scene podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Stay locked to the Twitter as always. Uh, we always get in Twitter bouts. We have graphics by the beautiful Dom here that we throw up on there and, you know, little Twitter things. So I would always stick to the Twitter, Split the Scene, po- split the scene. just Split the Scene, that's Split the Scene podcast. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week.